Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danker together with Ziaul Roshan. And, and this is fun. You know, we've been talking a lot about local sports in the past couple of days as much as we talk about the, the Premier League. Uh, but it comes with a bit of a money angle. I think everyone's uh, on the budget bandwagon. Mm. Uh, today we're talking about the Singapore Premier League. And this is something we've loosely discussed off air. Uh, the possibility of more teams joining. Yeah, I think FA has put out a statement sometime at the back end of last year in terms of calling out for more teams and as you would expect there have been applicants there have been updates in terms of the applicants and there's only one man we're going to turn to for Singapore football right? Yes he is none other than Dipin Raj Ganesan from the Straits Times he's a sports reporter uh, recently put out a piece FAS still assessing applicants proposals to join Singapore Premier League go check it out at straitstimes.com welcome Dipin how are you sir? Hi Elliot hi Raushan uh, brilliant to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to have you with us, Deepan. We are talking about applicants to the new Singapore Premier League. In particular, we're talking about Tengah FC, who I dare say got a bit trigger-happy last week when they put out the statement that they've received a deal in principle. What's the latest there? Yeah, so I, I think uh, what they put out on their Facebook was that they've received an in-principle approval okay. uh, to play in the Singapore Premier League for the 2024-2025 season. Mm-hmm. Up till that, that's factual. So they did receive an in-principle approval. Uh, but I think where they jumped the gun was basically to put out lines like we are set to play mm. and um, you know putting out job adverts to uh, like for technical director yeah. and, and certain other positions. And in those job adverts, they, they basically make it quite clear that they will play uh, in the upcoming season. Yeah. Uh, whereas the fact of the matter is that while they did receive an in-principle approval, that in-principle approval came with a few major conditions. Okay. So and an in-principle approval uh, is something that Tengah had asked for okay. because they wanted to then show it to their sponsors and yes. and perhaps other yes. key stakeholders yes. to show that, hey, you know, we are on the right track. Yeah. But I think where they left out the key info was that the two conditions that they had to meet, which uh, at the moment, they have not met yet. So these mm. two conditions, as I explained in the story, was that uh, a, a proof of funds. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you, Elliot and, and Raushan, that I want to play. In, I want to bring a club to play in the Singapore Premier League, and you know I can say I have X and uh, a million or mm. so. But I've got to show the, the proof of funds, right? Mm. So FAS is asking for that a proof of funds, and also they've got to meet the AFC licensing criteria mm. for clubs. It's a very key one because yeah. you've got to basically show a plan. Whether you've got a youth development setup, yes, uh, yes. what's your plan to bring in uh, a women's team? Because mm. that is modern day football yes, right now. You yes. cannot just say that I want to play in the Singapore yeah. Premier League and that's it. And in FAS's part, these two conditions are because they don't want a club to just come in this season and then bye bye next season. Yeah, of course. Yes, it, yeah. it has got to be a form of longevity in this, and that's why the conditions are there. I'm very excited to, to, to hear you explain all of that, uh, Deepan, and I'm curious uh, on that note. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your so-called investigation process when you saw this in-principle announcement. Comments on, you know, we live in that day and age where we get so excited to put something out on social media. To your point earlier, the ability to attract sponsors. Can I can I get people talking about me and maybe I, I stand a better mm. chance at Tengah FC succeeding? Yeah, so when I actually spoke to um, Tengah FC's owner, uh, Louis, uh, he actually mentioned that the reason why they put out the post was to engage and excite fans which I think is fair. I think you want to sort of give the fans the hope, right? Sure. I think that's the word, hope, because uh, for some time now, we've been hoping for a new club to enter the league. Yeah, yeah. And even as a, as a local football journalist, I saw that post and I did get a little happy, even though I knew that the perhaps the truth is a bit different from 
what was being portrayed in the post. So I, I think they did it to give hope. But I think when you put out posts on social media these days, you've got to be clear. Yeah. Mm. As much as you give hope, you've got to be clear. So you can say that you've received in-principle approval, but you've got to make it clear that you've got, still got these hurdles to, to, to get over. Yeah. And I think FAS would have been the first one to, to come out and, and share if there was any news on this because I think FAS genuinely wants a new club to, to enter the of league. Course. I think that's where fans have to understand that this is not a case of FAS making it difficult for a new entrant. Mm. They want to make it as easy as possible, but they also have to do their due diligence, yes. right? Yeah. You don't want a case of our Warriors FC or Gombak where, Mister. yes, they come in and then after a few years, there's financial trouble. I think the, the, the only proof of funds that is required at the moment from what I understand is enough money to show mm. that you can pay players and officials for one full season. Yep. And I think that's the bare minimum. Mm. And, and as long as you show that, I think we will see the, the process move on to, to the next step. Yep. I like what you're saying in terms of FAS wanting an additional team. If not Tengah, then who is something I'm going to ask you in a short while. But first, in terms of finances, you spoke to Tengah FC's owner, mm. Lewis. What's the situation there? I know they've requested for uh, extension of deadline till February 28th. Are they going to meet it? Are they making headway there? Yeah, so I, I think he's requested for an uh, extension for, uh, okay. of the deadline that was February 28th. Uh, this February 28th um, deadline is something that I saw from uh, looking at a few email exchanges between uh, uh, FAS and, and Tengah. Um, this was the deadline set by FAS. So I do think that, that Tengah will need more time. Okay. Um, I did ask him you know, if he's willing to, to show this proof of funds to, to FAS. Uh, he didn't directly answer the question, but he says he has a plan. Uh, he didn't want to expand on the plan, saying that this is something that he's discussing okay. and clarifying matters with with FAS. Um, that, that's another thing, right? I think he. Uh, we also have to understand that Tengah are new to this, mm. Mm. so perhaps also that relationship with the with the media and perhaps answering questions that the media asking mm. is perhaps not like something natural to him. So yeah. which is why perhaps yeah. he skirted around a few few questions. Sure. I would say I don't think he's trying to hide anything. More so, maybe he thinks. He doesn't have the responsibility to share it with the media, and he yeah. he wants yeah. to do it with FAS, which is which is fair game. Um, but I get the sense that they might not just be ready for for this season, um, or, or perhaps he has something up his sleeve that we don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the proof of fan, uh, funds is is really really crucial. Yep. That's fascinating insight because I believe you are the only one who's reached out to the owner and spoken to him. So I'm going to ask you one more question in terms of your conversation with Lewis. I know we're talking about this February 28 deadline, which at the time of recording is about a week away. But if they don't make it for 2024, is Lewis still keen to fight the good fight and try and show up for 2025 perhaps? Yeah, so this is what I'll say about him from my conversation with him. I think he has his heart in the right place. I think it's quite clear from speaking to him that he has a passion for the local game. Yeah. That comes very clear. Um, and he also cares about the players in his current team. So mm. if you look at Tengah FC now, I think last season they were in the island-wide league, mm. uh, which is considerably the fourth tier of Singapore football. Uh, and there are a lot of players who have... N- who have never played in the, in the Singapore Premier League. These are not like your SFL 1, SFL 2 teams where you have one or two ex-pros. There are no ex-pros in, in, in this team. These are all players that actually I've played against in, in Sunday Leagues. Mm. Um, of course, talented players. So I think he wants to be a platform to give these local players a chance at professional football. And what he told me was that a lot of his players are willing to give up their current day jobs wow. to become professional players for the coming season. So mm. that actually means that for us local football fans, that's completely new players coming in. Yeah. Of course, they're not the youngest. I think some of them are on the, on the wrong side of, of their 20s. But 
this is something refreshing for our league and that's what we need. So I, I do think he's in it for the long haul, if not this season, perhaps uh, next season. But let's see if it will come this season because I think that's what we all prefer, a new team coming into the league this season. I think it's very interesting, this article and this investigative process that you've gone on really highlights that while uh, one would say as far as football standards, we're not quite there, uh, it does say a lot about compliance standards and why this is so important when you're trying to reach out and build a reputable uh, league here in Singapore. Uh, perhaps something uh, that Lewis has to take note of, you know, compliance even uh, stretches to the point of what you put out on social mm. media these days. It's quite important when you build this club infrastructure. Yeah, so that's a brilliant point raised by Elliot. So I, I do think that there's a lot of passion in local football, but when it comes to administrative processes, that's yeah. something really lacking in mm. Singapore. Yes. I think not just from a social media point of view. You want to think that sport is a switch-off job. Mm. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and this is something, if it's a professional game, right, there's a lot of administrative processes you've got to take care of. And I think that's what's lacking in our in our game. There's a lot of passionate people who want to come in. Yeah, yeah. But do you know the right processes? Yes. Are you talking to the right people to find out the right processes? That's a bit missing. And, and, to, and to answer your earlier question, Roshan, about what possible teams mm. um, we, we could see. So my understanding is that there were four teams that applied for this process and, and Tengah FC was one of them. Uh, Ulan's Lions being an, another one that I can name. Um and Tengah was the one that had a proper proposal. Right, right. Yes, the, the only thing lacking now is that that evidence to match the proposal, which mm. means the, the proof of funds. Uh, when the Singapore Premier League kicks off in May, will we see an additional 10th mm. team? I think yes, but I don't think it'll be a local team. Mm. I, that, that's, okay. that's as far as I can say. I, I do think that conversations with uh, Johor have continued. I won't be surprised if we see uh, Johor in the league uh, I, next season. I, I wish this was a video podcast because he's yeah. got that gleam in his eyes. Just subscribe to his Twitter and find out. This is awesome. More help then should be given to hopeful teams yep. in terms of fulfilling this process of compliance uh, and governance, so to speak. Yeah, so, so that's also another question, right? Does FAS go yeah. out to help these yeah. teams or yeah. do these teams approach FAS and, and seek that kind of guidance? I think sometimes there's a bit of almost like ego on, on the side of, of, of clubs that are not within the, the Singapore Premier League, where do we do we want to go to FAS for? I think they should because FAS would have the expertise in terms of administrators mm. to help uh, the yeah. clubs, you know, get that, that their things in order. Uh, just going back to the, the, the foreign clubs a bit again, I think people will ask, right, oh, why another foreign club? But I think needs a must. Like, if, if you can't get a local team, yeah. you still need quality competition coming yeah. in. And if it's one season where... We see Johor coming in to bolster the league to make it a 10-team league. I, I say, why not? I think it's not like we have abundance of local clubs applying yeah. and, and being able to get through, right? So why not just use a, a foreign club at the moment? Yeah, I share your sentiments as well. And I think when FAS put out a statement some time ago about the interim preseason tournament, they talked about what to expect in May and they carefully worded if the teams remain nine. So it seems yeah. increasingly likely that it will increase to 10. Let's shift the conversation slightly in terms of what else do we have to look for forward to when the season start 10 team aside yeah I, I think the the number of foreigners increasing is a big big boost uh, I've long felt that the Singapore Premier League while a local platform has to have some form of quality in it and you don't want to go to matches and just because oh I want to support local and I want to watch local players but currently the, the quality in local players is lacking so to now move to a, a six foreigner kind of team uh, six foreigners and of course five local players. I think it's the right balance. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the right balance. I think especially if you sign the right foreigners, you are really going to see better football. Mm. Uh, and it's something I'm really looking forward to. And so far, I mean, of course, with the exception of one or two teams, 
I think teams are signing quality players. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I think so far from what I've seen, I think I'm looking forward to some of the teams that didn't perform too well in the last few seasons to perform well this season. Mm-hmm. And of course, with Lion City Sailors and their signings that they always make, Airbreaks becoming a local team. I think there's so much to look forward to this season. So so May is when the season begins? Yes. No, because I need to block out my calendar. <laughs> we're, we're going together, right? I, we, we I need to buy the jersey that I'm definitely supporting. Uh, which is? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, final question to wrap up, Deepan. Just a macro perspective. I know the ground sentiment is often negative towards local football, right? But when we spoke to Bernard back end of last year, he's come in as president. There seems to be initiatives. There seems to be movement. Just give me a checkpoint. Where is he in terms of moving that needle for the fans? Yeah, so I, I think it's still fairly early in a sense where I think he's just got his appointment of his uh, national head coach. Uh, that's on him. I, I don't think previous appointments were on, on Bernard. Um, so this is on him and time will tell, right, whether he's made the right choice. Uh, I, I think in terms of the league, it's something that's more collaborative. I don't think it's just on Bernard alone. Mm. I think it's collaborative in a sense where the the exco, the AFS chairmen have, have come in together to say that, hey, I think we need to get uh, the league to be a better league. And of course, you've got the Unleash the Raw project in the background as well, which of course Bernard would be partially responsible for as well. And the Singapore Youth League has kicked off yeah. as well. So all these things are, are happening and I think it's good. Uh, the Singapore Youth League, for me, is almost like a game changer if it goes well because you've got so many kids playing mm. playing football. I mean, not just that, right? I was just doing a Google search. I think JSSL has his own league that's also kicking off around this same time. So mm. on, a, on a weekend, you're having these thousands of kids playing football. That's what we need. You know, yeah. uh, forget yeah. the, the elite competition at the moment. We need more kids to be playing proper, organised football. And that's happening now. It's not, of course, down to just Bernard alone. But I think we've got a good start and let's see if time will improve uh, our, our national team fortunes. Deepan Raj, Gunnarsson, Straits Times Sports Reporter. Head over to straitstimes.com. Check out his article, FAS Still Assessing Applicants' Proposals to Join the Singapore Premier League. Deepan, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Sports Minutes on Money FM 89.3.